everything online, virtual. We appreciate you. We thank you for the power of your word that will bring healing and deliverance and understanding to your people. We thank you for the liberty of the spirit. Father, we acknowledge you. Holy Spirit, you are the great teacher and we rely upon you. We trust you to give us utterance, to teach us, to reveal the word of God unto us. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. We are looking at the understanding the new covenant prayers. New covenant prayers. What it means to pray in the new covenant. As a matter of fact, until we learn what the new covenant prayers is, we'll be frustrated in our prayers. I'm going to do some, uh, I'm going to explain some things and then we'll look at the intent of God concerning prayer and then it will help us to understand what Jesus was saying in the new covenant. For example, the first question we need to ask ourselves when it comes to prayers is, in the beginning when God created Adam and Eve, in the book of Genesis, there was no provisions made for prayers. There was no provisions made for prayers. When God created Adam and Eve, everything was provided in the garden. Everything was provided in the garden. That should give us a clue of the intention of God concerning prayer. And Jesus is the second Adam. Praise the Lord. Jesus is who? The second Adam. So when God created the first Adam, there was no provision made for prayers, but we saw in Genesis chapter 3 that God came in the cool of the day. So you see that God and man, those days, God and man had a relationship. They have a what? A relationship. They have what we call today fellowship. Hallelujah. They have fellowship. So they were fellowship with each other. They were having intimate relationship. They were so close that God came to Adam in the cool of the day. There was no provisions made for, for action. We, we were never told that Adam prayed for anything. Because in the Garden of Eden, everything was provided. So if there's anything Adam did, if there was anything Adam did, it was Adam's fellowshipping with the Father. If there was any prayer Adam and Eve prayed, if there was anything about God they did, it was all what? Fellowshipping with God. That's what they did. That is what they did. Praise the Lord. I want you to pay attention because this is the most important aspect of the whole thing. If we don't get this, our and I believe with that understanding of what prayer is, most people are struggling in prayers. Some people are feeling giving up. They are just hanging in there. Whatever will happen will happen. Maybe someday something will happen. And then once in a while they will see some answers here and there. They will pray for some things. It will come to pass. But 99% of prayers, 99% of some people in Christianity, their prayers are not answered. And then they think that God has a special place where he is storing those prayers and one day he will just answer those prayers. No, that is not the case. We saw last week that God 
answers prayers. God is always answering prayers. Praise the Lord. God is always what? Answering prayers. That is the truth. We, we saw that in Psalm 65, 2 to 4. Thou, thou hearest prayers or answers prayers. He's always, he's always answering prayers. That is the gospel truth. Praise the Lord. So you look at Adam and Eve, everything was provided in the garden. So there was no need for asking God for anything. Everything was provided. There was no need for asking God anything. Jesus being the second Adam came to establish a covenant better than the creation of Adam and Eve. So what Jesus did is a better creation than what Adam and Eve experienced. What Jesus did was a better garden of Eden than the one Adam and Eve enjoyed before the fall. But unfortunately, most of us wish that we were still in Adam and Eve, their era. We were in the garden of Eden when everything was provided. When everything, man, what Jesus did for us is one billion times better than the garden of Eden. What Jesus did for us is more than the Garden of Eden. Everything has been supplied. Everything has been given to us in the new covenant better than the one that Adam and Eve received. But yet, there was no place Adam and Eve ever prayed for anything. So that should give us a clue of the mind of God. So now somebody said, well, if that's the case, then why did Jesus say that whatsoever things we desire, when we pray, we should believe that we we'll receive and it shall be ours. Why did Jesus say that, ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door will open. Why was Jesus showing us how to pray? Jesus showed us how to pray because of our limited minds. Because of our lack of faith. And as at that time, Jesus has not been glorified yet. The plan of redemption has not come to full manifestation. And that is why I told you that Jesus came to perfect the law. Jesus came to do what? To perfect. That's why I said, do not think that I come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. So all that Jesus was telling us was, this is how he intended the law to be. And he laid out the principles. Praise the Lord. So there's no... So all those things that Jesus said, they were all under the law. They were all under the law. As at that time, Jesus has not been glorified. The plan of redemption has not been fully completed. Now, let me bring something to your attention as we progress in these teachings. Thank you, Father. Let's go to Revelation chapter 4. I want us to have, to have the intention of God, the original intent of God for man. Revelation chapter 4. Let's open our Bibles to Revelation chapter 4. Somebody say we are doing prayers. What is the book of Revelation doing prayers? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Revelation chapter 4. Verse 10 to 11. Revelation chapter 4, verse 10 to 11. The, two, the four and twenty elders fell down 
Now, let me, let me start from verse 8 so that we'll get this understanding. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were all full of eyes within. And they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Praise the Lord. Remember, there were some teachings, I think on the platform, I thought about the holiness of God, what it means to be holy. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fell down before him that sat on the throne and worshiped him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Now, I want you to take notice of this. That each time the beast, each time the beast give glory and honor and thanks to that side on the throne, who liveth forever and ever, the 24 elders fell down before him that sat on the throne and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. In other words, let me say this. You see, this, you see where the 24 elders are sitting? There's nothing that they need. They don't lack anything. Where they are, the place where these men are seated, there's no lack, there's no want, there's no need, there's no sickness, there's no death. Uh, somebody said, but this is heaven. These people, are, they are in heaven. They are just in front of the throne. That's why they can do that. <laughs> Have you forgotten one of the prayers, the, 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 the template Jesus gave us concerning prayers? The Lord's Prayer. He said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy what? Thy kingdom come. Where is the kingdom? The kingdom was in heaven. He said, now thy kingdom come. Thy will be done here on earth as it is where? In heaven. So if those 24 elders are not experiencing any need, they are not in need, they are not in want, they don't lack anything. That is where we are. We are told in Hebrews chapter 12, but ye are come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God. The heavenly what? Jerusalem. So, biblically, spiritually, and truthfully speaking, every Christian is in Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, where everything is already provided for. May I say this, asking and receiving is for spiritual babies. Well, let's just put it that way. For spiritual what? Babies. The grown-ups receive instructions. The babies ask for food to eat. Praise the Lord. Now verse 11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things for thy pleasure. They are and were created. That this, I want to draw here a little bit. He said, Thou hast created all things for thy pleasure. So, we were created for the pleasure of the Father. We were created to give Him pleasure. 
that pleasure includes what? Fellowshipping with him, ministering to him, worshiping him, praising him, dwelling in his presence, always in his presence. Each time we come to his presence, we give him pleasure. We give him pleasure. So we were created to give God pleasure. So prayer is giving God pleasure. Prayer is what? Giving God pleasure. Because that was what you were created for. Prayer is not asking and receiving. Prayer is essentially giving God pleasure. Utmost pleasure. The most intense pleasure. Praise the Lord. <laughs> this is serious. I pray that God will open understanding to see this clearly. Because until we can see that pr prayer is giving God pleasure, we will limit ourselves to asking, which is for spiritual babies. Asking and receiving is for spiritual. There's nothing wrong with that. There's not, if your level of faith is asking and receiving, thank God. But you see, if you want to walk with God, if you want all your needs supplied, if you want to experience heaven on earth, then you have to know how to give God pleasure in, pra in prayers. Hallelujah. That is why it's so important we learn how to, to spend time with God in prayers. When we spend time with Him in prayers, it is not to ask, it is to give Him pleasure. It is not to, to do what? To ask, but to give Him pleasure. Remember in Acts chapter 13 or so, when the prophets came together, when the, 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 the pastors, the leaders of the church, the prophets and teachers, they came together, the whole church, they called for a fast. And what was the essence of the prayer fasting? To give God pleasure. They ministered unto the Lord. Praise the Lord. Can we check there real, real quick? Let's go to Acts chapter 13, if I'm not mistaken. And I will come back to Revelation chapter 4. Thank you, Jesus. Now, Acts chapter 13, verse 1 to 3. Now, there were in the church that was in Antioch certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simon, that was called Niger and Lucio of Cyrene, and Manu, which has been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and so on. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, you see, they called for a church fast. And this fasting was to give God pleasure. There was no asking there. That, that was one of the examples I gave last week. This is, this is the second time or third time they met to pray in the New Testament. And yet, this was to give God pleasure. They were to give God what? Pleasure for all things were created for that pleasure. All things were created for that pleasure. Hallelujah. So here we see the church coming together in fasting, not to come and call down fire, not to bind the devil, not to cast out demons, not to even perform miracles. But they just call for a fast, prayer and fasting to give God pleasure. Hallelujah. To give God what? Pleasure. That is what prayer is. Prayer is the New Testament believer. We are to give God pleasure in prayers. Prayer is giving God pleasure. Giving Him ultimate pleasure. If you can't do this, then you are not praying. 
you limit yourself to action. And let me tell you, after a while, when God expects you to grow, and you are not growing, and you are still asking, Lord, give me uh, uh, money, give me a house, give me a car, give me, give me. God will say, this one supposed to be matured by now. Supposed to be led by my spirit. But look at what they are asking for. If you relegate yourself to that level, you won't get much. You won't get much. Your prayer life will be shallow. There will not be substance in your prayer life. You won't be filled with the spirit of God. You won't be filled with the presence of God. Because all you are doing is asking to consume like a consumer. You are a consumer believer in, in Christianity or in this kingdom. You are not a believer that gives God pleasure. You are a consumer. You know here, we, they talk about consumer, consumer. The consumer doesn't have any, you know, they are just consuming. They don't manufacture, they don't produce. But we have manufacturers. <laughs> Hallelujah. So if you come to a point of giving God pleasure, if you know how to do that in prayers, instead of being a consumer, you become a manufacturer. Instead of being a consumer, Lord, give me this, that you go and consume it tomorrow, you come back. God will not show you how to manufacture those things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I like what Bishop Oedipo said. After he traveled to America, came here, bought books. He got back with the wife and said, what did they bring from America for me? He said, I bought books. He said, come and see. They open one box, books. They open another one, books. Open. I said, the wife said, and what else? He said, this, that is all. That he smiled. He said, these books will make me a manufacturer of the things that I would have bought for you. Is it, not, is it not true today? Is it not true today? He went for the word of God. He went for what will make him a manufacturer of the things that he would have bought for the wife in a limited quantity. Now this one is unlimited. Unlimited. Hallelujah. So, so Peter, when you come to prayer, look at the Garden of Eden. Everything was provided. Everything was provided. That was the original intent for man. And Jesus, being the second Adam, came to do more than what was created in the garden of Eden. He came to do better and more glorious. Because said the first Adam was made a living soul. The second Adam is made a what? A life-giving spirit. A life-giving spirit. So that means that we are we believers, we are in, in fact, let me put it this way, spiritually, we are living in a better Eden. We are living in a better garden of Eden than the first man, Adam and Eve. And everything has been what? Provided. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everything has been what? Provided. Everything has been provided. Praise the Lord. Alright, so so let's go back to Revelation chapter 4. So everything was created. He created all things for his what? His pleasure. And for thy pleasure were they are and were created. So we the reason why we are here on earth, the reason why we are existing is to give God pleasure. And you can only do that when you spend time with him in prayer. Not asking for something to consume like a consumer, but giving him pleasure by ministering to him. By doing what? Ministering to him. 
giving him pleasure by ministering to him. Hallelujah. You are created to give God pleasure. Hallelujah. In Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. All right, let's go to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. I'm going to show you something quick before we progress into the message. Please pay attention. Don't go to shopping. Be alert. Be awake. Don't sleep. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 5. Let's, let's go to Matthew chapter 6. So now Matthew chapter 6, Jesus began to talk about prayers here. And most, most places, you know, all the teachings of prayer, you will see every teacher teaching on prayer quote Matthew chapter 6 or the ones in the other Gospels. The Lord's Prayer and what is attached. So from verse uh, 1 to 4, Jesus talked about giving alms. He talks about giving to people and not making other people to see or not going around broadcasting it. That you did it, you did that, you did that. You've already gotten your reward. Then he talked about the Lord's Prayer all the way to uh, all the way to verse 13. Lead us, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. This is talking about divine directions. Remember Romans chapter 8, verse 14. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? The sons of God. Mm -hmm. So you come to a point where you are led. The Holy Spirit leads you away from temptation. He guides you away from temptation. Praise the Lord. You can't pray and say, Lord, lead me. Leave me not. No, you have to know when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. You have to know when this is a temptation. So that's why we said that this is a template. The Lord's prayer is a template for us. Praise the Lord. Now, then he talks about forgiveness. 14 and 15. He talks about what? Forgiveness. Then he talks about fasting all the way to 17 and uh, to 18. Then he talks about laying down riches. In heaven, this is talking about giving, rendering riches in heaven. Then talks about how you have to be single-minded and how you cannot serve two masters. That is verse 24 going. Then verse 25 going, Jesus changed the whole thing about prayer. Verse 25 going, look at what Jesus said. And this is still talking about prayer. This is talking about prayer. He said, I therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, nor what you shall put on, is not life more than meat and the body and remnant. You see that? He has already said, Ask and it shall be given. Is that not it? He said, Give us this day our daily bread. That includes what? Material things. But here, Jesus is not putting emphasis. That do not worry about what to eat and what to drink. If I, as a matter of fact, we will need time to diagnose, to dissect Matthew chapter 5 and Matthew chapter 6. That's, 
there's some secret that are inside these chapters that if you pull it out, man, you will struggle in prayers anymore. Look at what Jesus said, verse 26. He said, Behold, the fowls of the earth, for the soul of neither do they not gather into the bounds. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much better than them? Your Father does what? Feeds them. Your Father feeds them. Do you remember in Matthew chapter 6, verse 5, and verse 6, 5 and 6, he said here, especially, let, let, let's read verse Verse 6, well, verse 8 rather, Matthew chapter 6, verse 8. He said, Be ye not therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things ye have need of before you ask him. Did you see that? He said, He knows that you have what need of. Here, Jesus is saying that the fowls of the air, they don't sow, they don't reap, they don't even store, they don't have storage. They don't have what? They don't have storage. They don't have bank accounts. They don't have storage. Yet, every day they will eat and drink and be happy and be sacred to God. They will be giving God the utmost pleasure. He said, your life, he said, life is more than eating. Drinking is more than what to put on. Praise the Lord. All right. Then he went on to talk about if you are thinking, thinking about your life, can you add one cubit to your stature? No. He said, why take ye thought for remnant? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto them that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. The, the, the glory of Solomon cannot be compared to the glory that the Father clothed the lilies of the, of the fields. C can you imagine the lilies falling sick? They don't fall sick. You know. And God is comparing the glory of Solomon, the array of Solomon, not like one of these ones. It's a way for it goes so close the grass of the field, which is today, and tomorrow is cast into the oven. Shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? So you will know that asking for material things, asking for what to eat, what to drink, what to put on, is for those with little faith. It's for those with what? Little faith. It's for those with little faith. So asking for what to eat, asking for what to drink, asking for what to wear, these prayers are prayed mostly by babies in the New Testament. They are prayed by those who have little faith. Because those who have faith understand that their father knows what they need. They understand that their father will feed them. All they need is to be led by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. All the need is to be what? To be led by the Spirit of God. Because look at the Old Testament. Even the Old Testament, I, I, I told you about Elijah. When God told the Elijah to go to what? The brooks, he has commanded ravens to feed him. See that? So in the New Testament, when you know how to, when you are led, 
When you know how to minister to him, when you know how to give him the utmost pleasure, he will lead you to where these things are. You don't have to bother yourself praying and begging and doing all kinds of things to receive these things. He leads you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Then, do you know what else he said? So little faith are the ones that are worried of what to eat, what to drink. They are the ones that are asking, constantly asking, Lord, give me, give me a husband, give me a wife, give me this, give me that. Ye of little faith. Ye of what? Little faith. All right. Let me show you something here. Then he went on to say, take no thought. What to eat, what to drink. After all these things, do the gender seek for? For your heavenly father, Matthew 6, 32. For your heavenly father knoweth that you have need of these things. So, three times in the same chapter, the father is telling us that he knows that we need these things. He knows. But the way we get these things is to give him the utmost pleasure. That's the way we get it. Hallelujah. The way we get it is to do what? To give him the utmost pleasure. To minister to him. To minister to him. Now let me, let, let me, man. We have to understand this kingdom. We have to understand this covenant that we are living in. It's totally different from the old covenant. Totally different. Let me tell you something. The promise of God to humanity, the promise of God to man, especially the new covenant believer is the Holy Spirit. Is what? Is the Holy Spirit. Let me show you something. I, I touch on it a little bit. But let's go to Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. Thank you, Jesus. Luke chapter 11, verse 11 going. Now, Luke chapter 11 is talking about prayer. It's talking about prayer, just like Matthew chapter 6 was talking about prayer. But there is something that Luke recorded that Matthew did not record. Remember that Matthew recorded Matthew 6 33, seek ye for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Luke did not record that, that aspect. Luke recorded something different that Matthew did not record. That's why the Gospels are very unique. They are very unique. And watch here. Verse 11. So he's talking about prayer. He says, <laughs> Look, let me, just, let me just start from verse 5. Luke 11, verse 5 going. And that will enter into the body of the message. We will enter into the word into the body part of the message. And he said unto them, which of you shall have a friend? Shall have a what? A friend. Now, Jesus is still talking about prayer. But he's using the word friend. He's using the word friend. Remember what we said last week? Prayer is what? Having friendship with God. Prayer is friendship with the Father. Prayer is establishing friendship with the father. He used a parable. He said, friend. A friend. And he said unto them, which of you shall have a friend? 
and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey is come to me, and I have nothing to say before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is not shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is a friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needed. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and it shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Jesus is still talking about prayer, but lacking prayer to what? Friendship. Lacking prayer to what? Friendship. So prayer is establishing a strong friendship with the Father. Strong friendship with the Father. Not necessarily asking for things, but giving him the most, the utmost pleasure. That's what prayer is. And let me show you this. Verse 10. No, we are in verse 11. Then. Verse 11. For everyone that seeketh receiveth, and he that seeketh find, to him that knock it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you, that is a father, will he, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks fish, will he give, will for a fish give him a serpent? Now see, stone, fish, fish, serpent, take note. Or if he shall ask for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If he then be evil, Know how to give good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Ghost to them that ask? So you now see that might Luke captures something that mighty did not capture. Luke now said, all this edge, the bread, all the acting, all the knocking, he summarizes, Jesus summarizes it, and Luke captured it, is the Holy Ghost. Is the who is the Holy Spirit? Matthew says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be what will be added to you. Luke said, The bread, the eggs, all the things, the one that you will knock for it to be opened, the door to knock to be opened, the one to ask and you will receive. He said, If you have the Holy Ghost, if you receive the Holy Ghost, all those things will happen to you. The doors will open. The knocking will happen. Matthew said, Seek ye find the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added to you. See, they are all saying the same thing, but they all capture various times what Jesus said concerning prayer. Concerning prayer. Meaning that if you will minister to the Father in prayers, if you will spend time ministering to the Father, all these things, Matthew sister says, that the Gentiles are looking for will be added to you. If you will pray for the continuous infilling of the Holy Spirit, if you will minister to the Father by giving the utmost pleasure, being filled with the Holy Ghost, all the things that the Gentiles are looking for will be added to you. Hallelujah. That is, all, that is what the New Testament prayer is all about. Is about the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And as you are giving God the utmost pleasure, He is filling you with His Spirit. 
Because you are in his presence. Hallelujah. You are in what? You are in his presence. And the scriptures say wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? There is liberty. The presence of God is the spirit of God. The presence of God is the spirit of God. So once you go in, you enter into the holiest of all. You enter into the throne of grace. And you are ministering to him. You are being filled at the same time. Because the most important thing for a New Testament believer is continuous infilling of the Spirit. And the best you can give to the Father, the best you can do for Him is to give Him the utmost pleasure. That is to minister to Him. That is the best you can do for Him. There's nothing else you can give God. There's nothing else you can You were created to give Him pleasure. You were created to give God pleasure. That is the best you can do for Him. And as you are giving Him your best by ministering to Him, by giving Him the utmost pleasure, He is filling you with His Spirit. So you leave His presence feel more than you came in. And as you go the next day to minister to Him, you get filled more with the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Now let me tell you this. Most people will not agree with this, but this is the truth. When God told Abraham he would bless Abraham, he blessed Genesis 22, that because you have done this, you have done help your son. In blessing, I will bless you. In multiply, I will multiply you. And then in Genesis 15, God said he will bless Abraham. Abraham shall be great. The descendants of Abraham shall be like the the stars of heaven. Do you know that in, in actuality he was talking about the Holy Spirit? He was talking about the Holy Spirit. Because in Galatians chapter 3, go with me to Galatians chapter 3. We'll come back to Luke 11. Galatians chapter 3. Watch here. Galatians chapter 3. Verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Be made a curse for us. For it is written, curses everyone that hang on the tree. Verse 14. That the blessing of Abraham, he didn't say blessing. Did you see the word bless? He said blessing, not blessings. Not as plural, singular, blessing. And another word, blessing. He didn't say blessings because. If you look at what God told Abraham, he said, in multiply, I will multiply. He said, I will bless you. And anyone who bless you, I will bless that person. Anyone who curse you, I will curse that person. And talks about all that Abraham was going to have. But in actual, in reality, like I said, he was referring to what? The encounter with the Holy Spirit. Here, the word blessing is used, not blessings. So as a believer, you don't need blessings. You need blessing. Hallelujah. You need what? You need blessing. You need one thing. One thing is needful. Instead of asking for fish, ask for the Holy Ghost. Instead of asking for bread, ask for the Holy Ghost. Instead of asking for what? All those materials, ask for the Holy Ghost. Now let's, let's, read, let's continue the reading. Verse 14. That the blessing of Abraham 
might come on the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. You see that? So the blessing of the new covenant is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. The blessing of the new covenant is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And I submit to you by the authority of God's word. If you will get filled with the Holy Ghost, if you will get filled to you are overflowing, all the material things will follow you. All material blessings will follow you. If you will get filled with the Holy Ghost, till you are overflowing. Remember what Psalm 23, I told you that Psalm 23 is what? It's a New Testament psalm, a new covenant prayers or new covenant words. My cup runs what over. Hallelujah. Look, okay. Let's go to Psalm 33. We'll come back to Galatians. Go to Psalm 33 quick. Let's capture all of this before we run up. If not, we'll do we'll continue this angerness with Psalm 23. Let me show you something here. The Lord is my shepherd. That, that is this age. Christ Jesus is the great shepherd. We are the sheep. He is what? The great shepherd. So Psalm 23 was referring to this dispensation. I shall not want. I told you this last Sunday. He maketh me ladder in what? In greener pastures. That is what a shepherd does. He leads us. So as a mature New Testament believer, you have to be led to your blessings. You don't pray for blessings. You are led to where the blessings are. Hallelujah. You are led to what? To where the blessings are. That's what I said in Romans chapter 8 verse 14. As many as are led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He made me to lie down in green pastures. He kneeled me beside the still waters. He restored my soul. That is through the word of God. Our minds are renewed. He leaded me, he leaded me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, talking about the valley of death, this earth is, is in darkness. We are passing through the valley of death. Yet I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, that is the word of God. Comfort me. Hallelujah. The word of God is our comfort. The word of God is his rod. The word of God is the staff of God. In other words, the word of God is our rod. The word of God is our staff. And that comfort us in this wicked world. Hallelujah. Thou prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. They are with us now. But we are reigning. We are ruling over them. Praise the Lord. Now he went on to say this. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth what? Over. You see that? That is the overflow of what? The Holy Spirit. The overflow of the Holy Spirit. And what will happen next? When you have a prayer with the Holy Spirit, surely goodness and mercy shall what? Did he say we pray for goodness? Did he say we pray for mercy? No. He said, shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the presence of the Lord or in the house of the Lord. So in the New Testament, the blessing of the New Testament is the promise of the Spirit. Is the promise of the Spirit. Jesus' mission was to establish a covenant of the Spirit. A covenant of what? 
the spirit among all the covenants that were established none of them have the spirit of god backing it even though god took an oath concerning abraham the spirit has not been released yet so that is why he came to 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 take off the old covenant and connect us to the Abrahamic blessings by way of the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. So that is why in prayer, Jesus taught prayers and he concluded that if you be evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. What are the good gifts? The fish, the bread, the material things, the clothes, all those things. Those are the good things. That we be able know how to give to our children. How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Ghost to those who ask? So Jesus concluded his teaching of prayer, saying that hey, instead of asking for bread, instead of asking for fish, go for the Holy Ghost. He is the blessing of the covenant. The Holy Spirit is the blessing of the covenant. The Holy Spirit is the blessing of the new covenant. The Holy Spirit is what? He is the blessing of the new covenant. Hallelujah. Look at this. Let's go to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 13 and 14. Look at this. Hallelujah. The Lord is good and his mercies endure us forever. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 1, 13 and 14. Look at what Paul by the Holy Ghost said here. He said, <laughs> In whom you also trusted after you have heard the word of truth, the cause of your salvation. In whom also after that you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of what? Promise. She was seen with that Holy Spirit of promise. That is the promise of the covenant. The promise of the new covenant is the Holy Spirit. So the new believer must be filled with the Holy Spirit till he is overflowing. And it is the freedom of the Holy Spirit that makes you to be able to minister to the Father. That makes you to give the Father the utmost prayer. Remember, he said, the hour comes, and now is the hour. Where through worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Remember that, John chapter 4. He said, for the Father is seeking such to do what? To worship him. The Father is seeking for those who are overflowing with the spirit to worship him. Those who are not overflowing, they can be asking for bread and sugar. <laughs> Amen. Those who are not overflowing with the Spirit, they will be asking for material things. But those who are overflowing with the Spirit, they will minister to the Father. So the Holy Ghost is the blessing of the covenant. You get hold of the Holy Ghost, all these things will be added to you. You are filled with the Holy Ghost. They, no, I'm, not, I'm not just talking, for example, the, in Ezekiel 36, is it 36 or 47? Ezekiel 36, 47. You remember the stages of the Holy Ghost? Uncle did need this waste. Then the water becomes like a river. Then those are the levels of the Holy Ghost. 
Those are the levels of the Holy Ghost. So if the level of the Spirit of God in you is in the ankle deep, you will be among those accents. You will be among those crying, Lord, give me. All night prayers, all you'll be doing is, Lord, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. You won't worship in spirit and in truth. You will be able to worship in spirit and in truth. And those who will worship, those who will be filled and worship in spirit and in truth, they will act. Because they are operating at a higher level of faith. He said, For your father knows that you have need of these things. He said, O ye of little faith. So little faith is for those who are asking to eat, those who are asking for fish, those who are asking for bread. But the ones that are filled with the Spirit, the way they should be filled, they minister to God. Their prayers is what? Ministering to God. Their prayer is worshiping. Their prayer is praising. Their prayer is thanking God continuously because they are filled with the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. That, that's the sense of the new covenant. The essence of the new covenant is to baptize men with the Spirit of God. Remember John chapter 3, sorry, Matthew chapter 3. John said, I baptize with what unto repentance. And somebody says something. He said, the way they introduce the person tells you the mission of the person. John introduced Jesus, saying, I, John, I baptize you with water unto repentance, but there's one that is coming. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Now, remember when Jesus was about to give his last words to his apostles in Acts chapter 1 verse 4. He said, wait for the promise of the Father. Hallelujah. Wait for what? The promise of the Father. Is there a promise the Lord has given you? That promise is the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Holy Ghost and that promise will be executed. Be filled with the Holy Ghost and that promise will be made manifest. Unfortunately, we don't know this. We don't know this. All right. Let me show you this. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Let me show you this. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17 going. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. He said, understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, where it is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. So the will of God is for us to be what? To be filled with the Spirit. The will of God is for us to be. So in the New Covenant, in the New Testament, the will of God for the new covenant believer is to be filled with the spirit. So the new covenant believer must enter into prayers to be filled with the spirit, not to go and be asking for material things. That is why our prayers are not effective. That is why we can't pray for nations. We can't pray for the leaders. We can't take over cities because our prayers are shallow. Our prayers are being reduced to asking and receiving. If there was something going on in the city, we would just sit down like that and just be sitting down looking. We are helpless because the, the spirit of prayer is not in us. We can't pray. We can't pray. 
The only time you see believers praying seriously is when there is a situation like what happened 2020. They you see them guarding the hypocrites, guarding in the past, guarding in the more, everywhere praying. Where are they? Why are they not guarding to pray again? Why are they not on the street praying again, repenting and crying to God to come and bring deliverance? Why are they not doing it again? You see how hypocrites Christians are? Yet we go about talking about the power of God. We go about, and it's, it's, it's also the reason why we cannot manifest the power of God. Because our prayer is always acting, acting, acting. But that is not the promise. The promise of the new covenant is the promise of the Spirit. The promise the Father has promised you is the Holy Spirit. Get free with the Holy Spirit enough and all these things will be added to you. All these things will be added to you. It doesn't matter where you are. If you get free with the Holy Spirit enough, all this is to be added to you. You can be in America as long as you are not in touch with you are not filled with the Spirit of God. You will still suffer lack. Under the standard of America, they will consider you a former. They will consider you a former. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He said, and be not done with one way in his essence, but be filled with the Spirit. That is the will of God. And that is what every believer, the New Testament believer, all to be praying for. You pray for continuous infilling. When you when you are ministering to him, when you are giving him all the pleasures, when you are worshiping, when you are fellowshiping with him, you are being filled with the Spirit of God. Then the Spirit begins to direct you on what you need to do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. The scripture says here, verse 19, speaking to yourselves in songs and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is, the, this is what it means to minister unto the Lord. This is what the New Testament prayer is all about. The New Testament prayer is all about being filled with the Holy Spirit Speaking to yourselves in songs, in hymns, in spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord, giving thanks always. Now you see here, he said, giving thanks always. So there's no season, every season, every time, giving thanks, giving thanks always, giving thanks always. This is the New Testament prayer for all things. Unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if you are given thanks for all things, where is the place for action? There's no place for action. Why? Because you are overflowing with the Holy Spirit. And because you are overflowing with the Holy Spirit, you know that the things that you have asked for, they are already given. So you spend time thanking God for those things. You spend time thanking God that it is it has happened, He has done it. And that is the truth. That is why in the teachings of Jesus about prayer, in Luke chapter 11, he concluded by saying that if you be evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Ghost to those who ask? Now he said, I told you when he started by talking about friends. That if you have a friend, 
And then the friend comes to you in the night, midnight, that he needs bread. He has strangers. He has to go and feed them. You will say, listen, I'm sleeping. It's let go. He said, because he is your friend, you will give him. So Jesus was using material things to draw us to asking the Father for the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Wow. Jesus was using what? Jesus was using material things to draw us to the point where we can see clearly and start asking for the Holy Ghost inside the material things. In other words, what Jesus was saying is that he was using material things as a bait for us to encounter the Holy Ghost in prayers. He was using material things as a bait for us to encounter the Holy Ghost. For us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the promise the Father has promised you. He is the promise the Father has promised you. So that is the New Testament prayers. If you are really praying the New Testament prayers, ministering to God, you will be filled with the Holy Ghost. You will be speaking to yourself in songs and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is what it is. So prayer in the New Testament is ministering to the Lord, worshiping the Lord, and getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Getting overflow with the Holy Ghost. You are constantly overflowing with the Holy Spirit. That is what prayer is all about in the New Testament. And that you will not have any opportunity to ask. You'll be thanking God for supplying all your needs. You'll be thanking God for all your needs are already supplied. Because you have received one thing. The promise of the Father. Which is the Holy Spirit. Now, Ephesians chapter 1, again, I want to read this. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. In whom you also trusted after you have heard the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the endless of our inheritance unto the redemption of the pet chase possessions unto the praise of his glory. If you read it in the modern English, he says that the Holy Ghost is our down payment, is the down payment of our redemption. The Holy Spirit is the down payment of the promise the Father made for us. It's a down payment. So if, if you have to pray for anything, you pray for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. If you are filled with the Holy Spirit, all these things will be added to you. That is why Luke said, if you believe you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Ghost to those who ask? The Matthew translated it in a different way. Seek ye find the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added. So, according to Jesus, those who have little faith will be asking, but those who are filled with the Holy Ghost, they will ask. They will seek the kingdom, and the Holy Ghost is the kingdom. Remember, the kingdom of God is what? Joy, peace in the Holy Ghost. Joy, peace in the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. That is the kingdom. The Holy Ghost is the kingdom. He said the kingdom has come. The kingdom is within you. 
der Holy Ghost is the kingdom. So signify the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So verse 14 of Ephesians chapter 1, the Holy Spirit is our down payment of the promise of our inheritance. The Holy Spirit is our down payment. Is the down payment of our redemption. Is the down payment of our inheritance. That is why Jesus said, if you be evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your father give the Holy Ghost to those who ask? He came to baptize us with the Spirit. He came so that men will be baptized in the Spirit. He came so that men will be able to live in the Spirit. Remember in Galatians chapter 5, if you live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The new covenant is a covenant of the Spirit. And if it is a covenant of the Spirit, which it is, then our prayers might be prayers of the Spirit. Prayers of being filled with the Holy Ghost. That is how prayers should be in the new covenant. Without this, your prayers will just be short. You have only 10 minutes to pray. You have only 5 minutes to pray. Lord, thank you for my children. Thank you for my family, my wife. Thank you for everybody. And Lord, thank you. Uh, give us a new house. Lord, give us this. Lord, give us this. And that is this. After 10 minutes, you are done. You can't say anything. But when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you will spend a lot of time ministering to Him, giving the Father pleasure. And then after that, you begin to pray for nations. You begin to pray for the salvation of men. You begin to pray that the fire of God will begin to burn in some nations. The nations will come under the influence of our Lord Jesus Christ. Those will be the prayers we will be praying. Lord, give me, give me. In fact, if not for speaking in tongues, there are some Christians today, their prayers will be less than five minutes every day. And that's the reason why the New Testament believers, most times, majority of Christians, majority, majority of New Testament believers are powerless. Because there's no power. They are not filled with the Holy Ghost the way they should be filled. So let me repeat this again. The fish and the eggs and the bread, Jesus was talking in Matthew chapter 6 and Luke chapter 11. He was using this as a bait for us to encounter the Holy Ghost, for us to ask for the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is what you should be praying for, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Remember, in Acts chapter 2, Peter told them, for the promise is for you and unto your children. The promise is for you and unto your children and unto all those who shall be saved. Hallelujah. Please listen carefully. Just at the Garden of Eden, they didn't lack anything. You are in the new Garden of Eden. You don't lack anything. It's because you are not filled enough with the Holy Spirit. You think you lack something. And that is what is worrying the New Testament believers. We are not filled with the Holy Ghost the way we should be filled. So we think we lack things. So we go to God and all we are just doing is asking. No. He said, be filled with the Holy Ghost. That is the will of God. Ask the Father for the Holy Spirit, not for bread. And you will see things happen in your life. Hallelujah. Let's lift up our voice and give God thanks. All right, we are going to continue next week. I don't think we'll finish everything. We'll capture, we'll continue this line next week. 
and then the, the following week we will look at the, the real prayers that we should be praying every day. Hallelujah. Lift up your voice and give it thanks. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. We worship you. We honor you. Thank you and thank you for your 